Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to Leading Off right here on Fantasy Pro. Brought to you by Price Picks. I am the Welsh. That is the worm. And we are here. It even says the worm down there. I didn't even notice that <laughs> on the overlay. Ryan Wormley, a awesome, fantastic weekend of baseball. But you had a big move. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I did have a big move. Anybody who's seen me on shows before can probably tell from the background that it looks a little different than usual. This is not a final setup of what my you know podcast studio will look like down the line, but it's what I could throw together here. Uh, yeah, big move this weekend. Bought my first house. Very exciting. And a special thank you to my parents who flew out from Virginia to Denver to help me with the move this weekend. So I really appreciate all their uh, all their help because it is a lot moving by yourself. It is, I was telling you before the show, my fourth move in the last three and a half years. So hopefully this is it. I'm done. I'm going to be here for several years and uh, can finally just settle in one place. Where are you at now? I am just north of Denver. I'm in North Glen, technically. It's it's like 20 minutes north of the city. What's your what's your address? Give your address out. <laughs> that's that's as I was thinking, that's as much detail as I'm willing to give. All right, I just wonder, just wonder if we can get your address. Uh, awesome weekend of baseball, and we've got it all here for you today. We got the headlines. We've got lots of injuries. We're gonna bring back the stats. We are also going to give you price picks, our best bets in DFS. It's all going down here and leading off. We are uh, day two of No Joe Pizapia, by the way. Which, by the way, just a little sequitur. When I'm out of here. About an hour or so after, I am going to be with Joe in about two and a half hours. And I'm not joking you when he texts me. His kids are here, so we're going to like go meet up at Dave & Buster's. I think we might video the basketball contest, which I'm going to smoke him in. But I'm not joking you. He said we're thinking about going to an escape room. I've never done an escape room. So I might be doing an escape room with Joe, with Joe and his kids <laughs> here in a couple hours. So maybe You've we'll never done one. I've never done an escape. Oh, they're so fun. I've I've done a bunch of them. Uh, they, we've done them. It's sort of a tradition in my friend group uh, at everybody's bachelor party or the morning of the wedding. We've done them. And so it's kind of fun. We did one that was serial killer themed. And it was like it was like movie themed. So it was like Saw and Seven oh. and Silence of the Lambs. And it was funny. We started off. They individually handcuffed everybody to pipes around the room, shut off the lights in the pitch what? black, and just left. And we were talking. That was the morning of my best friend's wedding. So we were talking to all the bridesmaids, you know, later that day. And they were like, oh, well, you know, we had some nice mimosas. We did our hair this morning. We were like, yeah, we were handcuffed in a pitch black room somewhere that was themed like Saw. It was very different, but it was a ton of fun. I love escape rooms. Yeah, I mean, I've had some like wedding parties handcuffed in dark rooms, but there wasn't a <laughs> Saw theme, Ryan, so I don't know what you're talking about. That's nutty, but just letting everybody know you can be on the lookout for that. Uh, let's talk some baseball. Let's talk some stuff. Also, welcome into the Peanuts and Cracker Jacks with all of the chat. Feel free to throw out stuff. Uh, see if we can't comment as we go. You say nice things, we respond. You say mean things, and we will lose it and chastise you. You know, that's how it goes. Uh, this weekend, big headlines. Stolen bases are up. I want to say the final number was 79. Uh, I could be maybe incorrect about that. Uh, I know on here, the note we have is the Orioles' pace of stolen bases because I believe, maybe it was 90 or something like that, but um, I believe 10 stolen bases off of the first four games came from the Baltimore Orioles, who are equating to more than 10% of all of the stolen bases in baseball. They stole 95 in 2022. So the final tally here, Worm, is we have stolen bases way up. The leader is Cedric Mullins. We've got, I believe, Four guys with three stolen bases, and uh, we're going to talk about one of those guys, one of my favorites that was able to put up three. So stolen bases are big time, my friend, and it is uh, it maybe could taper down a little bit, but it's looking good. 
Yeah, you know, the Orioles, like you said, they're at 10, uh, no caught ceilings. <laughs> Obviously, a success rate 100%. They're going to keep running, especially with their fast guys. We talked a little bit about that on Friday. Uh, but they're, while they are, you know, clearly pacing the field here, they're not the only one. The Astros have six steals. White Sox, Guardians, Yankees each have five. Those uh, th- four, next four teams have combined for only three caught ceilings. So, again, it's not just the volume that's up. It's the success rate is way up. I think uh, Jeff Passan had something that was like 83% success rate for the league. I don't remember if that's the exact number. Something like that, which is an absurd number. This is what we expected. Again, we talked about this on Friday. We thought this is what we were going to see. We saw it on opening day. We've now seen it throughout opening weekend. This is a thing. It's here to stay, and it, it r- rises everybody's stolen base potential outcomes, uh, whether you're one of the fast guys or the slow guys. The opportunity is just there. Yeah, the the success rate is what really stood out to me. Right. The success rate is something I think to monitor. Everyone's talking about the uh, overall number, but that success rate is, I think, that could be the game changer for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I think for sure, because I think that's what you're going to see. I think the attempts are just going to keep going up if people are keep being successful. I mean, it's sort of a simple concept, right? If they were not getting these stolen bases they're getting caught stealing every time the number was going to go down they're not there's now added value in running and you're going to see, i know Fred, <laughs> rob manfrey would like to keep saying that you know analytics are bad for the game or whatever that's a longer conversation for a different time uh but the analytics quote unquote if you if you run bases and you get on without getting out it's better they're going to keep doing it i just think it's going to keep going up yeah, and like Wonky said right here, if the pitcher can't throw over, the success rate is going to be better than 80%. It's just going to keep going as that's going on. Jeff Passan, also jumping back on that, he had a great thread um, of everything where we saw game time cut by about 40 minutes overall. Uh, 2022 average game time on the first four days of the MLB season was three three hours, nine minutes. It was 238, which is crazy. It's about the same amount of games. Batting average is up. By about 15 points, it was 230 in 2022, uh, 245 this past year. OBP is up, slugging's up, all that. And the stolen base is 70 of 84 from 29 of 43 is what we had last round, which is just, uh, it's, it's absurd. It's really absurd. Absurd in the best ways, by the way. I'm all for everything being fun, and I'm all here for the stolen bases like Dr. Glenn, I would like you to strap in, my friend, because uh, he even had to throw. Look at the saltiness. He threw a Welch. I know someone's salty when they throw a Welch instead of Welsh because he knows I'm going to talk about the other big headline, Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll stole three bases against the Dodgers. This is what's on our headlines. I didn't even put it there, but this is part of that stolen base thing. I think he's ready to run wild. And uh, obviously, I'm a big Corbin Carroll fan. He stole two against Noah Syndergaard. It's not a big deal. You know, like you have to have an exchange rate. We've talked about this. Everyone got on me about Jeff Springs this weekend because I was like having a little bit of fun. And everyone's like, "Mm -hmm, it's the Tigers. And it's like, okay, well, what is the exchange rate then? Is that eight strikeouts versus a really good team or nine strikeouts versus a decent team? Stealing against Noah Syndergaard, okay, no throw overs, right? They didn't even attempt to throw on the first one. And the very next pitch, he stole third without a throw without a throw. And then he proceeded to steal one more base. He is now second in baseball after one game. And he had two lefties up uh, going in the early front, which he wasn't running at a side note. I want to give as well to everybody. That's kind of like still weird about him. Wonky. I was going to say, but you know, take that. It's not wonky penguin is that on the broadcast, the diamondbacks openly talked about um, this is so weird too, that Tori Lovello, his number one question he's asked Ryan is 
why is Corbin Carroll not leading off? And he said he did not want to put the young guy in that position early on, which is stupid, which is such silly old baseball stuff. But he acknowledges that he's going to get there, but he purposely is doing it not to put the pressure on him, not that he's not set. Well, I think after stealing two bases, putting himself in, by the way, that two stolen base he got from stealing second and third, put him in run position where the Diamondbacks then scored on the very next play. That's the type of stuff that old baseball heads love and will put him in a better spot. So three stolen bases, a pretty big day for the rookie Corbin Carroll, right? And that was a lot of stuff that I just threw out. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, I think it, it is kind of silly. I, on the one hand, I do think that, you know, a manager knows his players better than we do. So like theoretically, maybe he's like trying to use some insight into, oh, this kid actually might not, you know, want to deal with the pressure leading off. I think that's kind of bogus, though. Like, I I agree with you. If you're a really good player, like, you're going to be a really good player, especially at the top of the lineup where you can help your team more and find more early success and then just gain that early confidence. So I uh, I, I I do think that's kind of a, a weird notion. Uh, on the on the steals and on Carroll, I wanted to ask you, how high of an over-under would I need to set for you to not take the over on his total stolen bases this season? Um. Oh, my gosh. Like, well, what's the number? Oh, I, well, I, like like 60 oh i'm not ridiculous i mean if people have been following along there's a point the projections had him under 20 to start the year i just want to remind everybody the bat x had him under 20 way over i think he's gonna steal 40 plus this year ryan and 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 i do too but i'm not i'm not totally against saying some pretty outlandish numbers because of this first weekend we've seen again i think the attempts are going to continue to go up as the success rate stays high i think these rules are going to have that big of an impact and a guy who has elite speed like carol if his team is going to let him run like i don't see any reason why a guy like him or like mullins and mateo in baltimore or some of these guys that we already kind of look at as elite level speed guys and elite level base stealers I don't see any reason why they couldn't go well above 50 or even 60. I, I, I'm not holding back my enthusiasm for this new, new landscape of the league at all. And and I guess sort of a second follow-up question that I have for you is as a fantasy manager, when you look at stolen bases being up across the board, do you take the angle of, okay, I really need to invest in the elite guys because it's going to be harder to compete. Or do you say, I don't need to invest as much draft capital and you know trade value in the elite guys because you can find them on the margins more if everybody's running more. How do you approach that? I le- Okay, that's a really good question because I've always leaned into having a couple elite guys. I don't think you have to have the Adalberto Mondeses or anything like that, but I was leaning into the guys that were 30 plus. Like I thought Andres Jimenez would be there. That's a big target of mine. Mm-hmm. I do think with the waters rising a little bit, you can start to stack, but still have a top guy. You know, still have an upper tier, two upper tier players and stack a whole bunch of other guys. And by the way, apologies if my internet's being weird. I can see it, but I love you all. I just want you to know. Um, let's move on. Joey Gallo homers twice and doubles after beginning 0 for 6 with four strikeouts. We also had Yamal Kata now homer and double twice on Sunday. Ryan, are you back on Joey Gallo and or Yamal Kata now? Uh, I'm definitively not back in on Gallo. I, I would say I am on Moncada. I mean, this is kind of like a post, 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 post type sleeper, right? I mean, a guy, not that he's never had a good season, obviously, uh, you know, a few years ago, he was really good, but really up and down, never quite put it all together in the way his elite prospect status would have had us all hope to see, but 
He's looked really good to start. The tools are there. He's still only 27 years old. Like this is the exact type of high ceiling guy that I'm willing to buy in on a sort of later career breakout that we've gotten used to with a lot of these top prospects, you know, in the last decade or so, it seems like everybody comes in and makes an early impact just because he didn't reach those lofty levels and expectations we had doesn't mean he can't. Again, he's still 27 years old. So uh, he is a guy that I would be, would be very willing to buy back in on and see what happens. It takes one of those high upside swings. Gallo, uh, no. I mean, he he nope. had a, he had a great game. Congrats. I didn't think he was never going to have a good game again. It's not nearly enough for me to buy back in on him. Fool me once. Shame on. Yeah. I can't get fooled. No, I'm not doing that. Also, I'd point out sometimes there's got to be players where it's like even if they – you just have to be committed. And it's like, I'm committed to never uh, committing to Joey Gallo. Yeah. Even if he becomes the best player in baseball, I'll just be wrong. We'll just be wrong. But I'm not yes. going to. I'm willing fight. to be wrong on Gallo if he, you know, explodes this year. Yeah, exactly. And I'm with you. I actually am very much here for the Moncada stuff. Um, another one of those guys I would just throw out. What I'm super interested in the stolen base market is the guys that go from two or three up to 10 or 12. And that's yeah. what, that's what, like what you were alluding to and having the elite guys would change it. Also want to point out, we have a celebrity in the chat, by the way, Joe Pizapia is here. Ooh, big time. Joe <laughs> uh, by the way, Joe, I told them about our escape room that I might potentially be along with you guys with, but I also said you and I are going to have Joe Pizapia and I are going to be having a uh, basketball shoot off competition in a couple hours and we'll get it filmed. Uh, that'll be going. Yeah, we'll, yeah. If we, if we get that filled, we'll get that on the uh, fantasy pros MLB Twitter account. That's a promise. We'll get it. Yeah. But uh, back to the baseball buying on Moncada, not on Joey Gallo. We had some injuries, uh, Anthony Rendon dealing with a knee issue and also being a huge, huge a-hole, if you will. Um, I don't know if everybody saw it this weekend. He grabbed a fan, uh, said a few choice words and tried to swipe at him and baseball. Uh, they said he's dealing with a knee issue right now, but baseball is also looking into a potential suspension on Anthony Rendon. The biggest takeaway on that, whatever side you take, like, oh, screw fans and, and saying stuff to players or whatever, Anthony Rendon looked like a psycho. He looked like the Joker. He could be the next Joker. He had this, like, crazy smile, and he had, like, the big eyes, and he's like, oh, you're calling me. And it was wild. I don't know if you saw the video, Worm. Yeah, I did. Well, you remember when the movie Smile, that horror movie, was out, and they kept putting <laughs> all the actors in baseball stadiums just saying they're smiling? He kind of looked like one of those actors that had been dropped into the stadium. He totally did. He looked like a total psychopath on there, and baseball is reviewing it. Um, Jorge Mateo, this is an interesting one. This is the Stolen Base episode. Uh, Jorge Mateo was held out Sunday with a finger issue after stealing four bases, and he leads baseball. So, I mean, literally two games, steals four bases, leads baseball. Mateo right now is everything that people wanted out of Asturi Ruiz. And this is what Mateo kind of does. My only problem with him in my big bet long term has been, can he hit consistently? And I don't think so. It's also been my problem with a guy like Astor Ruiz. Can he hit consistently, get on base to have those stolen base attempts? But either way, Mateo's near the top, a little bit banged up. You also had uh, Robbie Ray hitting the IL, and this might be a much more extended one. Also some velo dips. I had major worries about um, Robbie Ray coming into the season, and it kind of came to fruition. I don't know what you feel about uh, Robbie Ray right now. I was higher on him coming into the year than you were. Um, he's a, a, similar to Max Fried, like we talked about on Friday, where I just have him everywhere, and then the injury hurts me. You don't Same have thing Robbie with Robbie Ray. Ray. I just Dude. like I am getting destroyed in this first weekend on the pitching health, uh, you know, front. But I uh, know Ray is a guy that I liked quite a bit. Obviously, you know, tons of strikeouts, all that. Everybody knows about Robbie Ray, but. Uh, yeah, really concerning. Just a the way he looked, and b the, now the fact that it might be an extended absence is it's not good. 
Did you you don't have those two on the same team, do you? I do. In fact, it's my most important to like my dynasty league, mm. like most money uh, you know, on the table here. And uh, both of and Carlos Rodon, who uh even in spring had already started off with the injury. So so not a great start in that group. Oh, we are into this part of the season too, Justin. This is a good point. Don't draft starting pitchers in the first nine rounds ever. <laughs> That's what that is a part of the season. By the way, I did implement this in my final two drafts of the season, was something I kind of did. Not that it was in the first nine rounds but i really didn't go heavy sps so i suppose it's something that can you can be not hurt but you really have to um you got to hit it off on a couple other players which one we'll talk about here in a second rob max muncie dealing with groin issues he's not expected to land on the il but he might lead baseball in strikeouts currently he had five strikeouts um i think on saturday and he just continues to strike out carlos Rodon is gonna be facing live hitters this week which i think is a really good sign I actually believe, whoops, I believe that we're going to see, they said he's going to throw one bullpen session and then he's going to have a rehab stint. I don't know if he, how many rehab starts he really is going to need. So if let's just hypothetically say it's one and one, you might have him back by late-ish April, which would be a very, very good sign. So, you know, Carlos Rodon coming back where we're losing all these other guys. Um, Trevor Story is going to begin a throwing program in two weeks, which is going to help the timeline. Joey Bart lands on the IL as the Giants also signed Gary Sanchez and JT Brubaker mainly Tommy John. So that's no bueno on uh, any of the injury front, my friends. I know none of us want any of those. But what you do want is a premium lockdown account over at Fantasy Pros. And you can get it one year free. One year free premium upgrade to Fantasy Pros where you can get custom advice, premium content, industry-leading mock drafts, manage multiple drafts. You subscribe. You comment and you win, and that is how you can get locked in. And while you're at it, go and download the My Playbook app. You get lineup assistance, waiver assistance, trade analyzers, league analyzers. Uh, get all of your leagues in one spot. It's actually maybe the most valuable fantasy tool in the entire land. So you can manage all your fantasy lineups, dominate your league, download My Playbook, and, of course, subscribe, comment for your chance to win and get yourself hooked up with a little bit of premium content over on Fantasy Pros. Do that, my friends. Uh, let's talk about some stats, maybe a little bit more quickly. I'm a little bit more drowning out and drawing out things than Joe is. Uh, how about Jeffrey Springs? Jeffrey Springs, six innings, 12 Ks on just 81 pitches. Here's my take real quick, Ryan, is I had my DMs lit up about Dylan Cease. Because I had Dylan Cease as a bus, and everyone's like, hey, look at this, look at that. But when I celebrate being the most right person on the planet about Jeffrey Springs, I'm not allowed to celebrate. So here's the deal. You don't get it both ways. You get to pick one. Either you don't get to hassle me about something I'm wrong about, or you get to, and I also get to throw it in your face when I'm so right about Jeffrey Springs, who look like the best pitcher in baseball. So I'm just pointing it out there because... Sunday was a good day of Jeffrey Springs and Corbin Carroll. Maybe that was Saturday. It was a good weekend of uh, of Welsh right things outside of Newt Bar not playing, Ryan. So just wanted to throw that out because Jeffrey Springs looked mighty, mighty, mighty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quickly, I fully agree. And also, well, yeah, first of all, like you either are allowed to react to these opening games or you're not. Like you can't, like you said, overreact to one and not this the other. Is but the number one comment I keep seeing. That's fine that it was against the Tigers. Here's my, but I don't mean to interrupt you. It's fine that it was against the Tigers, but gr good pitchers play well. They do good against bad teams. Great pitchers play great against bad teams. And that is what he did. And that is my main point. It's like, cool. It's against the Tigers. He's not going to strike out 12 every day, but like 
He had like a no hitter through five and struck yeah. out 12 against the Tigers. Great pitchers should do that. And that's I, what's so fun about it. I love that. That's what you, that's the exact point I was going to make before you very politely interrupted me, <laughs> uh, which is that, yes, this is, this is what a great pitcher would do against a bad team. I don't care that it was a bad team because he didn't look just good or fine or decent. He looked awesome. That is a, like great teams, great players being great against terrible teams. That's a key way of how you know they are great. I'm a big college basketball guy. That's that's a key tenant of Ken Palm, which has revolutionized the sport. Like, if you're really, really good at something, you should utterly dominate the people who are really bad at it. And that's what happened with Springs against the Tigers. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Uh, so it was a very, very good start. The three up, definitely the top of the three up of the best performances. Adam Duvall, phenomenal. Eight for 14, 571, two homers, eight RBI thriving in Boston. This is another one of those, like, you could probably buy in on Adam Duvall. And then I'm going to just throw out Brennan Donovan, five for 14, 357, two homers, four RBI. Been leading off because Lars Newtbar has been out. Who are you more excited about, Donovan or Duvall? And the reason I ask that, too, is because Duvall is very acquirable, probably still out on the wire in a lot of spots, probably, you know, got picked up in a few over the last couple of days. But who are you more invested in, Duvall in that Boston lineup, in that Boston ballpark, or Brennan Donovan? Yeah, that's a good point on uh, the fact that Duvall is more acquirable right now. Donovan is the guy I have more of. I don't actually think I have Duvall anywhere. Donovan's the guy I have more of and was really excited about. Obviously, the positional flexibility is just fantastic and really exciting, especially if you're in a league with smaller benches, daily lineups, you know, any sort of scenario where you can take advantage of that flexibility. I, I love him. And I thought he could take, you know, a step forward in the power department this year. He has to start the year. Obviously like they trust him enough with new bar out to put him at the top of the lineup. Like I I'm, I'm really excited about Donovan Duval. There's always one like hitter who's kind of past his prime. You don't expect much of who just roasts the Orioles. It's been like Randall Gritchuk in past years. It, it just seems like it's going to be Duvall this year. I'm like fully prepared for every Boston Baltimore series to end up with Duvall hitting like three bombs and 10 RBI. Didn't quite do that this time, but I, I still, I, again, I like your point about him being very acquirable and I would, be looking to get him but i like donovan better of the two yeah i'd be curious in the chat put it in there who you like donovan or um or adam duvall we already had a donovan in here be curious what you got on the stat uh downs chris bassett lit up three and one thirds nine earned runs 10 k's i'm worried because velo was down and spin was down across the board this also happened in spring training so he is an actual worry after one start for me maybe not for everybody else chris sale gave up seven earned runs in three innings uh with three homers and alex bregman zero for 16 with seven strikeouts one of those guys a major worry for you I would say Bassett and Sale more concerning to me than Bregman. Bregman, we've seen him go through prolonged slumps, slumps before. He always breaks out of it. I, I'm i not doubting him at all. But the two pitchers there, uh, a little more concerned. All right, my friends, let's go and take a look at a little bit of prize picks. Yes, we are getting down with it. The sponsor of our podcast, because Fantasy Pros leading off each and every weekday is presented by Prize Picks, the easiest and fastest way to play daily fantasy sports pick over unders on player props to win up to 25,000 uh, 25 times 25,000 would be amazing 25 <laughs> times your money use the promo code leading off when you sign up and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks been pretty good so far we've had some pretty good ones uh, I don't know if you guys are all playing hopefully you are along with us Warren why don't we get yours as the chat has reminded me I've done lots of talking so let's get yours to start <laughs> and then I will give uh give mine uh, yes, I actually don't recall how I did on uh, Friday's show on my prize picks, so uh, I'll have to go back and check that and, and see how I did. But for today, I have Byron Buxton, 
more than one and a half hits, runs, RBI. It's Marlins. Bucks is just a guy like when he's healthy, I'm pretty much always going to buy on him, you know, being great. And for now, he's healthy. Uh, Reed Detmers, uh, I'm going uh, under four and a half hits allowed against the Mariners. Detmers is, is another one of these sleeper pitchers that a lot of people got in the mid to late rounds and drafts that there was a ton of hype about. I was a part of that hype. I'm very excited about him this year. So we'll see, uh, you know, if he can start off strong there. And then Rasmussen is a guy that I really liked having last year. I always worry about, you know, just how much the Rays are going to actually let him go deep into games. But he did go deeper into games in the second half of last season. He had a couple of, of outings in August and early September where he was striking out seven, eight, nine, ten guys. Uh, so to only need to get more than four strikeouts here against the lowly Nationals, uh, I'm very excited about that one as well. So Buxton, more than one and a half hits, runs, RBI. Detmers, less than four and a half hits allowed, fewer. Uh, and uh, more than four strikeouts for Rasmussen. Yeah, I'm with that. I have some similar stuff in here. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite ones. I have a little one that I did for bigger money on uh, Detmers and Rasmussen strikeout over. This one, my official play, though, I'm going with Wander Franco fantasy score eight and a half. I love the matchup. O'Neill Cruz fantasy score of six and a half. I love O'Neill Cruz today. And I'm going with Reed Detmers five and a half Ks more. Those are my three prize picks that I'm putting together, and I love them very much. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm also playing the uh, the smaller side of Rasmussen and him as a little solo 2-1. If you guys want to do the prize picks, promo code leading off, download, play along with us. That also leads to our bets. So I'm kind of tailing a little bit of these. I've got O'Neill Cruz total bases plus 115. You can get that over at Caesars right now. I've got Detmers five and a half strikeouts over, which I got. It is minus minus 110, but I really like it. I actually think the George Kirby number is interesting too. The reason is the Mariners, I believe, are in the top 10 of most strikeouts, maybe in the top five of most strikeouts so far this season. So even if Kirby outduels him, I actually like your no hits one uh, or your four and a half hits, but the strikeout one for Detmers feels great. And I really like Corbin Carroll still in base today. It's plus 240 last night, by the way. It was in the 400s and we missed out opportunity today but it's still plus 240 uh and my last one is drew rasmussen strikeouts which we've been talking about four and a half plus 123 on FanDuel. so ryan what do you got on your best plays your yeah. best bets, which everyone can check out over on the prop cheat sheet over at fantasy pros which i highly suggest you do uh, adam duvall actually leads the way of their favorite projected play at 0.5 total bases which is minus 160 you'd have to play but go check out the prop cheat sheet yourself yeah, definitely. I like all of your picks, Odyssey, and I like all the names that I already listed in prize picks, but for the sake of picking some other names, I have Marcus Simeon over half an RBI against the Orioles. That's plus 175. I actually like Kyle Bradish a lot, but I, the defense has not been very good for the Orioles, and the uh, bullpen has not been very good for the Orioles, so I, I like uh, Simeon's chance of getting an RBI in that one. Mookie Betts, I also have getting an RBI. That's against the Rockies, plus 170. Bo Bichette, been really hot to start the year, over one and a half hits against the Royals. That's plus 148. And then I threw in a fourth one here, and we talked about Debers, and we talked about Kirby. I have the under seven and a half total runs in the Angels-Mariners game with Detmers and Kirby going head-to-head. Uh, what was that last one? Did, I think I might have taken under. Oh, you know what? That's funny. I took the three and a half on the first five under uh, okay. as well. I really like that one. So I yeah. like your bet, and I like I For took sure. the first five to not yeah. get to the bullpen there. Um, And by the way, chat blowing up here with lots of good stuff. I like all your guys' takes, especially where was it? Ron's is the best about uh, I am the man, of course. So thank you very much, Ron. Uh, Richard's got me worried, though, thinking that uh, we might, and a couple people that Detmers might get lit. All right, quickly on the DFS side, I've only got a couple plays I really dig. Miguel Vargas 
2.3 on DK. Chaz McCormick is one of those stolen base guys. He's got three early on, and the Astros uh, broadcast team was talking about how he has the absolute green light, and he is stealing at will. He's 2.6, and I like Drew Rasmussen in wherever lineup you can get him. What do you like on the uh, FanDuel, DK, DFS? What do you got? A couple guys I like. I do like a couple of the Orioles. Adley has one for 10 since that opening day. Bonanza, but just 3,600. I think he's my favorite catcher on the board there. Nolan Gorman has been really good, just 2,500. Uh, you know, the cost for him, he obviously has had a really strong start to the year is a talented player. I do have Bradish as sort of a lower end pitcher there that I like uh, to get some value on Austin Riley, a slow start to the season. I like him. Jorge Mateo, obviously he's got the finger issue. This is if he plays, I just think he's going to get like two stolen bases. Basically every game he starts and, and when healthy, that glove is going to keep him in the lineup, even if the bat's struggling a bit. Uh, and then, you know, I like to go in on, on outfielders as my big spenders. So George Springer, 3,800 and Yoshida, uh, 3,200. I like what I've seen from him to start the year too. Last up here is the home run calls. My friends, we also have a leading off group that you can check out on betting pros with a contest for MLB picks. If you want to check it out, um, they've got a leaderboard for MLB picks and we're giving away a free subscription to fantasy pros and betting pros to monthly leaders. So go and check that out over on betting pros. And of course, if you guys are on the premium, you can get in the discord where you can make your home run calls and you can be a rock star. Like some of our freaking rock stars here. We already have a four homer guy. We're going to have the graphics up here very soon. We're going to be announcing the prize. I think I'm actually going to be able to help out with announcing the prize here in the next day or two. Uh, but BHB Daddy has four along with Bistro 17. They both have four. Houston, Joe, uh, Zamboni, and Randy have three. And I do see Wonky up there with two. And may I note that I technically would have two if I followed my heart. I keep following <laughs> my head, and my head is 0 for 2. My heart is 2 for 2. And that take us to, takes us to the home run calls. And I hate to do this. I've got it again. I've got a head and a heart call. So I don't know if I flip at the end of the day. My head call is Juan Soto up against Ryan Nelson with the Diamondbacks. My heart call is O'Neill Cruz, Worm. So what do you what what should I do? You tell me. What do I do here? Give me advice. Do I flip the coin? Do I do the opposite? Do I go with my I, head? I say you do whatever is the opposite of what you've been doing because it hasn't worked so far. So I should flip the coin and do the opposite of what it says. Yes. Yes. Okay, so like George and Seinfeld, you flip the coin and just do the opposite. Heads is Soto, tails is O'Neill Cruz. Let's go. It's heads. So we're going with O'Neill Cruz. We're I going love it. Opposite. We're not going with Juan Soto, who was my pick. It's official. O'Neill Cruz put it on the board. Worm, you probably have a much better system than me. Let's see, let's hear you get because you do have a homer on your well, on the contest. Well, so far. well f- first of all, I've now never been rooting harder for Juan Soto to hit a home run tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, and and also, I will say my system is clearly not better because I couldn't take an Oriole on Friday. They weren't playing. I had to start off my year of taking Oriole as soon as I could. I'm not going to do that every time, but I am going to take an Oriole here. I'm taking Gunnar Henderson, who has gotten a lot of hate in the chat and deservedly so. He's he's obviously yeah. been terrible this year. He's got a base with the walks, but doesn't have a hit yet this season. Uh, He's been really bad. I believe in the talent. I didn't want to take Adley because that's who I would have taken on Thursday, and it worked out. So technically, I feel like I should be on the board with two as well. Um, But no, I'm going to take Gunner. This is a pure homer pick. I will admit it through and through. I just think the talent's too great. He's going to figure it out. I'm not like worried about him long term or anything. Um, And I promise tomorrow I will not take an order. But I had to get at least one in as soon as I could.
Dr. Glenn said Juan Soto is going to hit the longest homer of the season tonight. <laughs> it's literally the opposite. I would also, I would like an opposite Welsh tracker. I would like my uh, other identity, my other personality. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. Let's have a Jekyll and Hyde season. Let's ha- see how Welsh heart does versus Welsh head. I don't know what we would put this up as because I flipped the coin and technically I'm, I guess I am going with my heart now with Onyo yeah. Cruz. So we'll check it all out. Uh, we'll have graphics up soon. We've got Worm back tomorrow and we've got you guys whether you love us or hate us, we love you. So thank you guys for hanging out with us today, getting you set for this week. Go set your lineups, by the way. Lots of good fab out there. And we will be back again tomorrow for all the prize picks, all the bets, and all the latest news right here And Leading Off. I am the Welsh. That is the worm. And I'm going to go beat Joey P. Yeah, tell, tell Joe I said hello. I know I will. Dude, in the, maybe, you know what? Maybe he'll get stuck in the, uh, the escape room. Maybe he'll never escape. <laughs> Let's see who escapes first. All right, we're out of here, guys. Have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.